So we are uh, especially blessed, as I said, to have this statue of Solanus Casey. And we put it on this side of the church because he lived just about 30 minutes that way. And he ministered his, a lot of his life just 30 minutes from here. And in fact, students, there's people sitting here today who met him uh, and uh, who talked to him. My mom and dad both did. He was really something, and he was close to home, so I'm going to talk about him today. He was born in Wisconsin, and that's not his fault. We blame his mom and dad. Uh, but uh, his mom and dad were from Ireland, and one of the things, like, when he grew up, uh, his name was actually uh, Bernard, uh, when you be, well, we'll get into that in a minute. So uh, when he grew up, he wasn't quite sure what he wanted to be. Uh, he went to a Catholic school like you, but one thing he, he couldn't do that a lot of people who were Catholic kind of had to do back then was learn Latin. It was really hard for him. He just couldn't figure it out. Once he finished school, uh, he tried different jobs. Uh, he, he worked even uh, in some pretty rough places. He, he did all kinds of things. But, and even at one point, met a woman that he thought he'd like to, to marry someday. But when they started uh, meeting, her parents moved her away. Yeah, They didn't want her to date someone who was so poor and unimportant. And he started to feel like maybe Jesus wants me to be a priest. And so he went to a religious order in his area and they told him no. They said, you're not smart enough. Right? You, you can't be one of us. And so he went back to his church. I think it was in Appleton, Wisconsin. And while he was praying there, he said the Lord told him, go to Detroit. And so he went to Detroit. And he became a Capuchin uh, priest. Now, he became a different kind of priest back then. There were uh, priests who could maybe pray mass but not hear confessions, or there were priests who could hear confessions but not pray mass. He was one of those guys they called the simplex priest. And again, it was because he had a lot of trouble with school. But in the end, he could pray mass, and, and what he did was a few things. First of all, he helped establish uh, one of the largest charitable organizations in Detroit, in the history of Detroit, still going. If you know the Capuchin Soup Kitchen in Detroit, every day hundreds of hungry people cycle through there. And he was one of the guys who helped found it. Now, I forgot to tell you, they changed his name. That happens when you become a religious order priest, particularly back then, they want to change your name. Because you know how sometimes in the Bible, God changes someone's name? Right? Does anyone remember there was a guy named Simon? What did his name become? Yeah, hit me. Peter. Yeah. Now, this is a tough one. You ready for this? There was a guy named Jacob, and his name became something else. If anyone gets this, Deacon Denny will give you $5. Yeah. The Lord changed his name to Israel. Yeah. And then we had a guy named Saul. What did God change his name to? Yes. Paul. Very good. Now, God does this in the Bible every time he gives someone a new mission. And when he gave Bernard a new mission, he changed his name to Solanus. And the reason he did is because there's a Solanus Francis, who was a saint who played violin, and Solanus loved to play violin. Now, here's the key. He was really bad at it, but he loved it. 
And everybody talked about how they loved seeing him play because he was so happy, but they did not love hearing him play. <laughs> yeah. And he became famous for this thing he'd do. He'd stand outside the doors of the monastery. And guys, that was kind of a dangerous thing to do back then. It was a violent and tough place. But he just stood out there and he would greet people. And all of a sudden, words started to get out about this really kind, really holy man who will talk to anyone. And within just a few years, no kidding, people would line up literally around two blocks just to get a couple minutes to talk to him. And they said he listened to people. And he cried with people and he laughed with people. And if you told him, I need prayers for this, he would pray with you right then and there. And sometimes, and this happened a few times, he would say, when you get home, everything will be okay. And people found that true. In fact, we have a parishioner here who, when he was a little boy, was in the hospital and told he would never walk. But his mom went and found Solanus Casey, who prayed with him, her and said, tonight he's going to walk. And he did. And he's never had a problem since. I could tell you that I have a nephew who was born with a disease that was going to leave him blind. But his mom and dad took the robe that Solanus Casey wore and rubbed it on his eyes and he can see. There are tons of people all around us who have miracles from God because that sweet, holy, quiet man prayed and loved and as a side note, for those of you like me, you know what his favorite thing to do was? Listen to the Tigers on the radio. He loved his Detroit Tigers. He did all kinds of wonderful things, guys. And the people who lived with him loved him. Said he never complained. Even when one time they noticed that he was walking kind of badly and he would trip sometimes. And what they found out is he'd been sick for a very long time. And when they said, well, why didn't you tell us? Because he was loving his life so much. He, didn't, he said, I didn't even think about it. I'm so happy. They had to move him back to Wisconsin. And he had a really painful disease on his skin. And eventually, he asked if he could move back to Detroit and die there. And that's what they did. They let him go home. And he died there in Detroit. And his whole body by the end, was just covered with these awful sores. And they said, but he never complained. His last words, he said, were, Jesus, I give you my spirit. And then he closed his eyes and he died. So right away, people started to tell the Vatican, that dude's a saint. Yeah, you need to check this out. And there's a whole long process to become a saint. And what... Case, uh, Solanus Casey was declared as what we call blessed. So we say blessed Solanus Casey. And what does that mean? He's a saint. But we say saint only if his name ends up in that big red book. Okay? We only have room for so many of those guys. Uh, days where everybody who's Catholic celebrates him. But because he's blessed, those of us who are in this geographical area we get to have a day for him, and we will. Don't worry, his day's on our calendar. But uh, 
when they, uh, gosh, I don't know if you want to know this, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Uh, do you see over there our new reliquary, right? Those are relics. And what we do is sometimes when someone dies who we believe is a saint, they'll, they'll actually go to their grave and dig them up. And they're doing two things, okay? First, they're seeing if they corrupted. That's the phrase they use. Well, some saints haven't. Like if you go see uh, St. Teresa in Rome, she looks like she's taking a nap. She's been dead she was 800 years. And if you see her body, it hasn't decayed at all. They wanted to check that with Solanus, and what they found was all those sores, everything, were just gone. And so uh, what they'll do is take relics from those saints, little pieces that they can then spread around. So like over there, we have five relics from five different saints. We don't know what happened when they went looking for relics. They're not going to tell us that for some time. There's a whole process involved, and I won't bore you with that. But here's a cool thing. My sister, Heidi, was in charge of it. She's a lawyer in the church, and so she was there when they exhumed him. And it's her name on all the documents in Rome, and I'm really proud of that. And that has nothing to do with Solanus, but I want to brag on my sister. Is that all right? Yeah, she's awesome. So today, guys, what we want St. Solanus, Blessed Solanus Casey to teach us, I think, is a few things. Being kind all the time is really hard. Anybody can be grumpy and mean. It's not that. Being grumpy and mean, that's super easy. But when someone makes a choice that no matter who they meet, whether they like them or don't like them, whether they're rich or poor or sick or in great health, they're going to, when we make that commitment, when we meet anybody, they're going to get our best. That takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of discipline and it takes a lot of prayer. And that's what Solanus gave the world. Everybody who met him knew that God loved them. The second thing we remember <clears throat> is it was really important to him that we take care of the poor. Jesus was poor. And that means you and I take care of the poor. And Jesus promised us Whatever we do for the poor, we do for him. And Solanus got that. And then I think the third thing about him that we want, apparently I'm right. Uh, and of course, it just left my head. Isn't that great? Just a second. Oh, and the third thing we want to remember about him is that we don't need to complain so much. Yeah, complaining is easy. Yeah, anybody can say, this is what's wrong. But Solanus always thought about what's right. And what was right is that God is here. And that rightness makes up for all the wrongness in the world. So I'm grateful for Solanus Casey. And at the end of Mass, after we pray the St. Michael prayer, I'm going to head over there and we're going to bless him together. Okay? But in the meantime, thank you guys so much. We're so blessed. And um, he is a great role model for us guys. And it's a role model we can hit, we can touch, we can be like. So let's pray that this Eucharist and this gathering gives us the strength to be the saints that God made us to be. Amen.